This week we are going to celebrate Christmas. We will light the trees. We will gather together with our families. We'll sing the carols. We'll read the Christmas story. We'll reflect on God's great gift to us in His Son. And yeah, there's probably going to be a few presents in Grandma's apple pie too. That's okay too. But it's going to be a great celebration, and it should be. We have reason as believers to celebrate. The prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of peace. This week we can celebrate, we can give thanks that God loved us so much, He gave His only begotten Son. We can give thanks that one night, some 2,000 years ago, a child was born in Bethlehem who one day would give His life on Calvary, providing the perfect sacrifice for our sins. We can give thanks that three days later, He rose again. He lives today. And we can have everlasting life in Him. Oh, and one more thing. We can give thanks that He's coming back. (laughs) Heaven and earth, the Bible tells us, anticipate His return. Revelation 22, verse 17, the Bible says... The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come, and whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. That verse is the response that comes from heaven and earth. A response to what Jesus proclaims back up in verse 12 where He says, Behold, I am coming soon. Throughout the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit, speaking through the prophets, announced that the Savior would be born. And then in the New Testament we find this glorious description of what we call the Christmas story of Christ coming into our world, the Son of God being born and laid in a manger. And now we look forward one day to His return. And we gather together with fellow believers. That's who the bride is described there in verse 17. We join our voices with the voices of heaven proclaiming this amazing miracle. Think about that for a minute. This morning, as we sang together the carols of Christmas, as we proclaimed the Savior's birth, we joined our voices with the voices of heaven. We joined our voices with the angels who in Luke chapter 2 verse 14 proclaimed to the shepherds glory to God in the highest and on earth 
peace to men on whom his favor rests. Their voices still ring out today. And we, this morning, joined our voices with them, celebrating the Savior. We joined our voices with those loved ones who have gone on before. Think about that for a minute. This morning, when I sat right over there, singing, Go Tell It on the Mountain, I got to sing with my grandmother again. My grandmother's been with the Lord for, goodness, over 40 years now. And I can remember the Christmases where we'd gather around the piano there at her home and she'd play and all the family would be singing those Christmas carols. I got to do it again this morning. Because she's there in heaven praising the Savior and I got to join my voice with hers just like I did in that little country church where she served faithfully for so many years. I got to join my voice with my mom and dad's. Now I remember growing up in church, we had to sit in the back because I didn't sit very still through most of the services. I wiggled a lot. So we always sat back and back and eventually we ended up sitting up in the balcony. Because I had those moments when I would stand up in the pew and try to direct the choir with the music minister. (laughs) But this morning, I got to join my voice with my mom and dad's voice just like I did back then. Because they're up in heaven praising the Savior together. And I got to praise the Savior with them again this morning. Because when we praise the Lord together as His church, when we sing our anthems, our hymns, our praise songs to the Lord, we join our voices with the voices of heaven to proclaim the Savior. And this morning, we join with this same call where Revelation tells us the Spirit... And the bride, that's us, say, come Lord Jesus. Christmas is often a time when we gather with family. For my family growing up, that meant going to my grandparents' house. My grandmother, I just mentioned a moment ago. My grandfather, they lived on a little, little, well, the farm was big, but the farmhouse wasn't. The little white frame house that was there on the farm in central Texas. But, but every Christmas, all of the aunts and all of the cousins and all of the uncles and a few people from down the road would show up there at this little white frame house for Christmas lunch. And I have photos where there are eight of my cousins packed into a little couch that was built for three. And then all around this little bitty living room where where my grandmother and granddad lived, there's just people sitting everywhere. Coffee tables, corners on the floor, everywhere except my grandfather's recliner. Nobody sat in the recliner but my granddad. (laughs) And as many people as would gather on every Christmas, as far as I know, my grandmother never turned anybody away. In fact, we never called to say that we were coming. Everybody just showed up. And as more and more people would come in the door, you'd hear the same thing. You'd hear my grandmother's voice from back in the kitchen. She'd say, y'all come on in. Make yourself comfortable. I'll have lunch ready in a minute. Folks, one day, 
There is going to be a reunion of believers like nothing you have ever seen. Those who have gone on before will gather with those who are left here. And we will rejoice in that day when our Savior returns. You don't want to be left out of that choir. (laughs) We have a great choir here at National Heights. Oh, I rejoiced last week during the the two uh, presentations they made. What a beautiful, beautiful presentation of of the truth of, of Christmas. Wonderful music. Tremendous story. We have some talented people. I appreciate Joshua and all that he does to, to lead in all those efforts, to, in, not only in our Christmas celebrations, but our worship celebrations, everything that he does, all that our choir does. That's a lot of work. They practice a lot to make all of that happen. Our instrumentalists who do such a marvelous job in, in all that they do. Oh, it's just an amazing thing. You know, there's just something about music, especially during this season, especially during the Christmas season. It, it just causes your heart to rejoice. I mean, you, you had a bad week, you know, stuff went wrong at work, the, the toilet backed up at home, and you know, everything's going wrong. You get here and you start singing joy to the world, and boy, everything just changes. <laughs> music just has a wonderful effect on us. But all of us can't be in the choir. Some of us are in the joyful noise department. <laughs> you know, and that's okay. But there's one choir that we can all join. Last part of that verse 17 in Revelation 22. And let him who hears say, come, whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. As we await that glorious day when Jesus Christ is going to return. There is an extraordinary truth. Anyone can find forgiveness, hope, life in the Savior. Anyone who hears the gospel and responds in faith can find His grace. Anyone who hears may come. Anyone who is thirsty may come. Anyone who wishes to have the free gift of life may come. Now that's the real Christmas gift. (laughs) This Christmas, families are going to gather around lots of Christmas trees and lots of homes all around. And they're going to exchange gifts. Maybe a a tie, maybe a sweater, maybe a new bike, maybe a a baseball mitt, maybe that new Nintendo Switch you've had your eye on for all these months. But there is no greater gift than this. Anyone who wishes can have the free gift of the water of life. Anyone who by faith will admit their need, who will recognize, like all, we have sinned. We've fallen short of God's glory. We can't save ourselves. But in the perfect sacrifice of Christ, we can have life. Anyone who comes to Christ can know His salvation. So this Christmas... Let's celebrate. 
I hope you enjoy your time with your family and friends, whether you're a family of one or whether you're a family of 50. I hope you have a time that you can reflect on the joys of this season. And I hope you have a time you can remember that one day over 2,000 years ago, Jesus stepped out of heaven and came into our world. Lived among us, walked among us, experienced all that we experience, and yet without sin. So that one day He could take those steps up Calvary and give His perfect life on a cross so that we might have forgiveness and everlasting life in Him. So that we could join together this morning with the voices of other believers and the voices of heaven to give praise to our Savior who one day is coming back. This Christmas, share with someone the greatest gift of all. Share Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we gather with our families this week to celebrate, thank you. Thanks for family and friends, for folks that we can, oh, just talk about the last year, just share a, a laugh, just just have some joyful times together. We, we, we thank you for that. But, but God, as, as wonderful as that part of the season is, we recognize that's really not the point. Heavenly Father, the point of this season is to remember you came into our world in the form of a little baby born in Bethlehem. God, help us to remember that gift and to share that gift. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.